If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. listeners we have another episode today and this episode i am so excited Uh, brandon kyle goodman is our guest brandon you might know them from human resources big mouth curb your enthusiasm so many things i am so excited right now they have a book out you gotta be you came out september 27th so go pick it up Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be. I love talking about TV, so I'm very excited to be here. I had to have you on. I was just like, you've been in some of my favorite things that have come out. I'm a huge adult animation fan. And just like seeing your arc from Big Mouth to Human Resources, I want to hear all about it. We're going to get into it. All right, we'll Uh, get into it. (laughs) But but just, you know, at the start, as we do in TV Club, what are you watching right now? We want to know. What are you watching day to day? Literally, the last thing I just watched was uh, Abbott Elementary, uh, which the first episode of the new season, which was just It was so good. It was so good. (laughs) Felt like a warm hug, just like be back with your favorite characters. Yes. And I love how they let Janine like have these just money issues that felt so real. Just her being like, just ignore that. Ignore that. No, I'm fine. And it's like, do not ignore this. I know where you live. Absolutely. I also just loved, like, I caught myself crying at the end when Bar- when uh, Barbara gets the uh, the desk for yeah. her student, Gregory, when he notices her part. It was just, like, yeah. all so It was emotional. just so perfect. When he, like, goes down to the basement, he's like, I just knew I would find it. I thought it was just a perfect comeback. That was one yes. of my favorite shows last year. And they came back with all the fours. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm watching that. And I'm also watching Industry. I'm a little behind. I still have the, the final episode to watch. Okay, me too. I also still have the final episode because it's like my guilty pleasure show. I was like, I have to save it for like the weekend when I have like my meal, my ice cream. I can like sit down and be like, let's go industry. It's a subtitle show too because they're always talking business jargon. (laughs) So like I really have to pay attention. Yeah, I'm always just like, yeah, Harper, get don't do the buyback on the 40 quarter dollar trillion, whatever. Yes, girl. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm always like listening to the music. I'm like, okay, this is bad. This is a bad thing. Yeah, (laughs) what is happening? We should be anxious. We Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. 
Absolutely. But I love it. Have you ever looked at like the there's like Reddit's where all these business people like break down industry and what it gets wrong. And it's like uh, someone would get fired if they did this. This isn't even realistic. And I'm just like, what? Come on. Yeah, it's TV, babe. <laughs> yeah, it's TV. It's supposed to be. It's okay. supposed to be entertaining. <laughs> I technically I don't even really understand what their job is. I'm like, are they investment bankers or stockbrokers? I don't I know. I just like barely understood they were in a bank. I was like, I think it's a bank. I think it's a, I think I don't know what they do. I couldn't tell you, Could but not it's tell very you. intense. At first I was like, <laughs> is it advertising for a pharmaceutical company? And then <laughs> Right. What I love though is I just love having this like really fucked up protagonist that is a black woman, you know, yes. who just gets to be just like vile and awful, but also like has all this tenderness. I think that the way that they're writing Harper is just so beautiful and nuanced. And so that's what really keeps me in the show because we don't ever get the chance to like play full characters like that. Yeah. You know? Especially just like full villains. Yes. And yes. I mean, Har- she's a villain. The villain. She just acts without reason so often. You're just like, Harper, why? It's like, I absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I'm obsessed. And I'm like, you know what? White people have been doing that forever. So go ahead, Harper. Get it. Like, I still don't think she's as bad as like Hannah Horvath. Like, listen. Uh, what else are you watching? Well, you know, I'm always going to be uh, my guilty pleasure because I'm because since I work in TV, you know, sometimes just to shut my brain off, I'm going to go to my housewives, you know, oh, go yeah. to my, my Atlanta housewives, my Beverly Hills. So I was catching up on the Atlanta reunion, um, you know, uh, Sheree Whitfield, very emotional after all these years. Cause I've been watching since season one. Yeah. After all these years, she put out her line. Yeah. Did, did you manage to get some? You know, I tried to, but I, I was one of the people who experienced the broken website. The broken website. Yeah. I, I just got the broken website by the time I was like home like oh let me check it out and then I was like why isn't it loading I was like wow and then I was like a hundred dollars for some joggers I I refuse and then you know the girls on on Twitter started being like well it's just the stuff you get from like Shein it's just the Amazon stuff I did see it and I I was I was like there's no way like you know she's been planning this for so long and then she did an interview. She was like, well, yes, but I took special care and quality to add my special flourishes. And I was like, no, baby, you just stole yeah, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> you just stole it. No, 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 no. no, no. I still yeah. want to get a hoodie, though. <laughs> I still I just want I, because I just feel like if you wear something that says you by Sheree, you'll find your people immediately. Exactly. Like <laughs> people, know, people who get know. it, it's like, hello. It's like, hey, friend, come here, come sit down. Let's hang yeah, out. Yeah, Let's yes. talk about it. <laughs> How about you? What are you watching? Little Demon on FX. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Uh, it's a new adult animated show uh, where Danny DeVito, it's actually written by him and his real daughter. Uh, and it's about Danny DeVito being the devil and his daughter is the Antichrist. Uh, oh. And she like comes of age and now she finds out she's the Antichrist and has all these powers. Uh, it's really, really funny. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's one of those just like joke a minute. It kind of reminds me of BoJack Horseman. So Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Reservation Dogs. Okay. I haven't watched that. Also on FX, it is really, really good. It's super heartwarming. It kind of, to me, has the same tone as Abbott Elementary. Uh, Okay. It's about a group of kids on an Indian reservation uh, and just their lives and how they you know, come of age and like the loss they experience, but it's just so beautiful. Each episode kind of focuses on a different character. There was an episode this season where like a cop character just does a bunch of shrooms and it's just them on a weird trip. I love a character driven show and I love when shows pivot to like the POV of like one specific character yes. where you get to dive deep. I love that. I love that. And it, it does it so well. Uh, it just got renewed by Hulu. So go check that Amazing. out. Yeah. Cause yes. I, you know, we, we never know when these things we, are going to get renewed. Baby. <laughs> like, they're just they're like making the shows disappear. It's you never know. I saw P Valley was trending because they haven't been renewed. I'm like, 
Right? I see P-Valley being talked about all the time. It should be like, just renewed for the next five years. Like, what are y'all doing? I'm afraid because I know Stars has a lot of stuff like kind of changing, like 50 cents, like huge long oh, yes. contract with them is up. And so it's like, oh no, are they going to try to pivot? Are they going to like get rid of the shows uh, that made them? I feel like Stars should really hold on to P-Valley because what else yeah. do we know from Stars? We know Power, we know P-Valley. P-Valley, Party Down okay. back in the day. Okay, okay. Yeah, they got to hold on to their P-Valley. Yeah, they, they need P-Valley. <laughs> yes, that's that's yes. the only show people are talking about over there. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, it, that, that's about it. Uh, I'm also still doing 90 Day Fiance. Uh, <gasps> All right. Yes. All right. Uh, if you follow my, my reviews on Vulture, I'm reviewing 90 Day The Single Life this year. Uh, they have Happily Ever After running at the same time, but I got sick of that cast. Uh, okay, okay. As listeners know, we are tired of Big Ed. We are tired of Angela and Michael. We are no longer talking talking about it we're we're boycotting we've moved on we've moved on i'm like don't show me jenny and sumit anymore so we're focusing on the single life uh and this week it was a it was a big one uh for our girl deb deb has been on the single life since it premiered uh she's been ghosted by multiple people deb is colt's uh 67 year old mother who was not in 90 day fiance she was just someone's mom and audiences loved her and the producers were like want to be on the show you want to be on single life (laughs) i love it and she She's just like, I'm a widow. I'm ready to date. I'm getting back out there. She got like her hair dyed. You know, she got a tattoo. She's living it up. And this week, finally, she met her man. Like (gasps) she didn't get ghosted. He wasn't lying. He showed up. And these two, they had electricity right away. It was. Oh, I love that. Yes. I love older people falling in love. Absolutely. It's so beautiful. So I was cheering this on, but it was also clear that they were two people who did not understand what is what is okay for people to see on a reality TV show. <laughs> like, you know, there's a yes. certain point where like people who know are like the cameras can leave now. These yes. two were just like, you want to keep filming us? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and so, you know, Deb, you're gonna learn, but we're really happy. We're really happy that, that she got You're going to learn. You're going to learn today. She's going to learn. <laughs> but, but we're happy for you. Yeah. That makes me think I've been watching. Uh, have you heard of the show Couples Therapy on yes. Showtime? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love I don't think it's therapy. current right now, but we've uh, been binging. We, yeah. Oh, because there was a season this year that aired yes. like, earlier. And yeah, I watched that. That show. Oof. She really. Oof. <laughs> it makes me feel so much better about every relationship I've ever been. <laughs> yes. It, absolutely. I'm like, maybe I'm bad, but I'm not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There was, there's some, uh, I think we, we started with season two and then finished season three. And now we're starting from season one, which makes no sense, but whatever. Um, but there are some people where you're like, oof, if y'all were, if you talk to me like that, baby, I'm out. I'm out. I don't know about you, I'm but I'm out. out. There was that one guy, I, I think his name was Mal or something but he was like a straight villain he was was he the is he the one in season one where he's like i just want i i want to be able to have sex without uh doing anything yeah yes 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 and it's just like yeah and it's like wait what how can you stay with him 23 years they've been married we were like we heard his first sentence he's like i'm gonna say the thing and i'm gonna say it bad she's like say it bad and it was literally like i want to be able to have sex without doing anything without giving anything and like i was like 23 years you've been with this, this man? man? You got to go, baby. Yeah. You got to leave you him. You gotta go. <laughs> you you gotta, gotta leave him. And I no. love that, like, later they bring in, like, more queer couples and stuff. Yes. Because at yes. first I was like, these straight people, like, it's, they are not okay. Are like, they okay? <laughs> are like, what is going on with them? <laughs> fix it, doctor. Fix it. And then they start, doctor, bringing in, they start bringing in the queer couples and it's like, okay, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We, 
crazy too, but yeah, but. We, we, you know, <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much it on the watch. I've also did Abbott Elementary. As listeners know, I uh, got distracted and backed up on my television because I watched all four seasons of Attack on Titan. Uh, What's that? <laughs> Attack on Titan is based on a manga. It's an anime. I don't watch anime. Like, just please know this about yeah. I am not an anime girl. I did Sailor Moon when I was a kid. And then nothing <laughs> yes. else. And then my Hulu just started randomly playing this show, Attack on Titan. And it's about humanity basically has been driven extinct by these giant Titan monsters that are like 40 meters high that eat humans. And to protect themselves, humans have like built these giant walls to stop them. But all of humanity just exists within these tiny walls. Uh, Wow. Yeah. And then they also still are getting attacked by Titans. So there's like people who have to go out and like fight the Titans. They're trying to like, you know, take back humanity and get out into the world uh, and kill all the Titans. And it it goes off the rails from there. I don't do anything. If that were real, I'd be like, I'm sorry, just step on me, Titan. Right. Like, I can't, I can't fight. I'm not fighting. Like, yeah. I'm not fighting. And there's some people in the show who just like, they see the Titan coming and they're just like, yeah, this is it. And I'm like, that would be me. (laughs) That would be me. me. I'd be that person who's just like, yeah, well, I try. I'm a tourist. I like luxury and softness. And I'm like, I can't be in all all the walls with y'all. Yeah. Like, I would just be like, no, I'm not about to be like a refugee going into, you know, wall Rosa. Like, no, I. Nah. Climbing trees, eating berries. I'm I'm out. <laughs> and I like each season's like twenty something episodes. I finished it Holy in shit. like five days. I know you did. That's right. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> I, I was literally staying up until three a.m. And now, like, I I'm not an anime person. I was at a show last night, and like, I heard some dudes talking about it, and I was just like, yeah, you guys. I just don't really know what you know his story is gonna do when she's up against the jaw titan and blah blah. blah. And they were just like. <laughs> What? <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry, I, I literally just watched all of it and I'm obsessed. Oh my God, I love it. I had to check it out. I've always, I, you know, obviously working in animation, a lot of my coworkers watch a lot of anime and I just have not ever found the thing to like, you know, get link me into yeah. it. And so I'm looking for the right show. Apparently, just like my introduction. Attack on Titan is the one. Is, Everyone okay. was like, it is the anime for people who don't really do it. Uh, my favorite part is like the Titans look terrifying. That's the cool part to uh. me is that they are just like monstrous, weird looking humans, like their faces are distorted and their stomachs are weird. And so I just loved seeing the different ways they would illustrate these monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So, or you got to check it out. Attack yeah. on the Titan. So Don't. that that kind of messed up my TV schedule. Like I and I watched The Patient like two days late. Usually I watch it as soon as it's online. And yeah. I was like, I got to finish Attack on Titan. And then I'm I'll, so sorry. I'll watch I, it. Patient, you going to wait patient. <laughs> yeah, you got to be patient because. Be patient. <laughs> uh, wait, have you seen that? It's the. I haven't seen that yet. No. It's the new one with Steve Carell and Dom Hall Gleason. Yes. My whole thing, like Dom Hall Gleason, you know who he is? He was in no. he was in Run and he's basically I think he's Irish or Scottish or something. Okay. But he's one of those like Irish Scottish actors. People are always like, he's so hot, he's so dreamy. But to me, he looks like a serial killer. Like <laughs> and on and the you show. Know, there's a thing about that though. People love like all those shows about the serial killers. Yeah. Everyone's like, but he's hot. And you're like, but baby. Yeah, I like Evan Peters and Dahmer. They're having yes. a moment. And I'm like, like please, y'all, let's not let's not romanticize. Yeah, like no. <laughs> I, I don't like that Evan Peters looks just like him. No. Yeah, it's not okay. No, I don't love that. It's not good. <laughs> but every, like he plays a serial killer in the show, and every time I'm like, he looks so creepy. I would never let that man around me. Like he could not I'd like never. Just the way no. he looks. But I get that. I get that. You're like, the vibes are off. Yeah, the vibes are off. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> but that that's my watch list this week. 
That's a good watch list. That's yeah. a full and diversified watch list, I will say. Oh, my goodness. You know what else? Atlanta. What? Atlanta came back. I haven't started the new season, but yes, I'm very excited that it's back. Yes, they did a two-episode premiere. It, I loved this two-episode premiere. Uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of people kind of wait for the episodes to pile up and then watch uh-huh. it. Uh, I loved it. it I love that there were, we're back in Atlanta. We're following them on, again, like individual journeys, but it's clearly based on, okay, we're back home you know, let's yeah. like get back into earn as a character, what these people want, what, you know, upsets them. And I loved the the Europe season. I thought it was really different. I love that they let the writers do these like independent episodes, uh, but it feels really good to just be like back with the main crew. And is this the final season? Yeah, this is the point? final season. Yay. So love that. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, yeah, that's the watch list. That's amazing. Where do you find the time? <laughs> uh, I stay up until like 4 a.m. just watching time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you you got to dedicate yourself to it. And, you know, and then you just watch Attack on Titan for 10 hours. And the next thing you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. And let's take a quick break. And up next, we are going to talk about your new book. So stay tuned for more. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Brandon, let's talk about you. Let's start with your book, You Gotta Be You. How did you come up with this idea? I know that it's a self-help book, yeah. which I feel is kind of different. A lot of people, you know, they do the memoir thing. Yes. What, what made you decide to do a self-help book? Well, I say that it's a part self-help, part memoir. And part of the reason is because me writing a memoir is like, about what, girl? You're 35. <laughs> what have you been through? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I'm not going to pitch a memoir. But the idea was, how do I take my lived experiences and kind of use the stories that I've been through to kind of talk about how I've learned to love myself and step into the intersections of my identity? You know, I think that people who are in marginalized groups as being black, queer, non-binary, and like living at those intersections, I never really saw anyone talking about that specific experience. Uh, if it is about blackness, it's really from a heterosexual lens and never really from black queerness. And yet black queerness, you know, I will be the first to say rules the zeitgeist. Yeah. You know, it's in everything and everywhere. It's in our fashion. It's in our in our humor. It's in our memes. It's everywhere. And yet there's no conversation about black queer people as human beings and the humanity of that. And so it's wild to see black queerness everywhere and yet to not love yourself as a black queer person because you as a person are rejected. So this book was really about how do I share how I learned to love 
love myself. It's from the lens of my black queerness, but it's for anyone. You know, it's from anyone who's been rejected for anything. You know, yeah. the governing question, who would I be if society never got its hands on me? Which I think is a question we should all be asking because we all, as soon as we're born, we're told, well, if you look like this, act like this. If you're a woman, this yeah. is what you should do. If you're a man, this is what you should do. You should wear this. You should got to be this, got to do that, got to be this, got to do that. And never do we question like, well, is that what I want? Yeah. Do I want to do that? Do I want to be that? Do I want to wear that? And so this book is really a call to action to have people say, what do I want? Who do I have to be? Who do I got to be? And it's it's always going to be you yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, that's us beautiful. And obviously that kind of revelation has influenced your creative work, uh, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what ways, mm-hmm. you know, has that inspired you to to write differently or the characters you create? I think um, it's forced me to come at every show and every character and every project that I'm on from my lens and not trying to come at it from the the what we've learned to be the normal lens, which is cis and white, you know, which is like I whatever show I'm on, whatever thing I'm doing, I'm going to bring my specific um, take on it, which is from a black queer person who was a first generation American born into a Trinidadian family from New York. Like that energy is going to permeate whatever I do, as opposed to I think a lot of times, especially us as artists of color and queer artists, we try to fit in. We try to shrink ourselves and quiet who we are so that we can get the job. Yeah. Right? So we can, you <laughs> so know, can get, get the, the job. Work. So yeah, you know, yeah, you want to, yeah. you know, you know, they want like, say the, the queer presence in the room or the black presence in the room. And you're like, yes, Do they just want me to be quiet. Like what? If, you yes. Know? Yeah. They, just, they just want you to be here. They just want you to be a face. They want to be, you know, just like say we're inclusive. And instead it's like, I really want to um, take ownership of the spaces that I'm in and make sure there's spaces where I can be myself and where I don't have to shrink myself. Um, so that's really, uh, I think what permeates everything is like, how do I show up fully? How do I not um, try to change who I am to conform to the societal norms? Yeah. And I, I would say you're doing an amazing job of that. Thank uh, you. You know, you, your voice comes through. Uh, and I would say the shows that you've worked on, Big Mouth, Curb Your Enthusiasm, especially Big Mouth, you know, I think they get a reputation of being very like white male centered comedies. <laughs> you yes. know, I know Big Mouth like has gotten in trouble with how they've handled like race and things, but mm-hmm. it does seem like they're always willing to look at that and like solve the problem and like really you know, be introspective about these things and let the characters in the story grow. Uh, what was it yeah. like kind of coming into the writer's room of that kind of show? Um, it was really intimidating because, you know, when I joined Big Mouth, they were on season, we, I joined them for season four. So three seasons were already out, very successful. People loved the show. And so you're entering this room uh, with a bunch of people who are established and who are funny and have a rapport together. And again, who are really fucking hilarious. And then I'm coming in, not only am I black, but I'm queer. And what I always tell black writers and black queer writers is you have to remember that um just because your joke didn't hit in the room doesn't mean you're not funny. Like you're dealing yeah. with a cultural difference, right? It's like, it's just, they'll make jokes about Seinfeld and I'll be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, what, was that? Yeah. what was that? I don't get it. <laughs> Meanwhile, like me and the other black writer will make a joke about living single and be crying laughing. And everyone else is like, what? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you have to remember that. But at first that's really intimidating and you start to really second guess yourself and the imposter syndrome. So the first season for me was really, how do I get comfortable in my myself so that I can speak up and show up and and not and realize that my my 
POV is a value here and is actually necessary. Once I stepped into that fully, I was able to take up a little bit more space and really, you know, we started a mentorship program there for uh, up and coming black writers um, uh, and really started to have intense conversations about how can we do better in terms of representation um, and not using characters just for their trauma, yeah. if that makes sense, just for their race or their gender or their sexuality, but like give them full three-dimensional stories, allow them to be kids, you know, allow them to be, you know, go through puberty. Yeah. Uh, and obviously you you were so great at taking space and at making your presence known. They gave you a character in season five. They gave me a character. They gave you a character. <laughs> How did that transition go? You know, how did it from the writer's room to the to the voiceover studio? Yes. <laughs> Had you done very... any voice work before? Well, sometimes, you know, because we read the scripts in the room, sometimes when they're really small parts, we'll just cast a writer because it's just like, it's so easy. It's right there. So I, my first season four, like there are a couple um, little parts that I have, like I'm in one of the code switching episodes and I play a little couple characters. When we came back for season five, all we were told was that like a spinoff was coming <laughs> and that these two love bugs were going to uh, be our, intri- our entryway into that. Um, and one of them, they pitched uh, Walter as like a Stanley Tucci or Jeff Goldblum and I immediately with a little more confidence because it's my second season (laughs) was like that's sounding like you know Stanley Tucci Jeff Goldblum fantastic actors but also give off a queerness right they like one of the reasons we love them is because they give off a queerness so I was like well then just make the character, the character queer. queer. Yeah. <laughs> so I like pitched like Billy Porter and RuPaul and a couple other queer people uh, and they really vibed with that. Um, and then I just kept reading it in the room. Uh, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, I got the call that was like, you should do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was super exciting. How how was it? Yeah. What was it like working on the show? So writing and then also performing the lines and then also seeing the final product. What was it like this time? It was really special. You know, it was special because I think in the pursuit of one's career, and again, especially when you are uh, not cis, white, and straight, um, you're trying to find your place and you're trying to find your value all the time. Um, and uh, sometimes you have like, for me at least, like I'm, I have a very clear step-by-step how I need to do. And I really, before I entered Big Mouth, wanted to release that, you know, kind of just be like, let me just see how this life shakes out. Let me keep my intention, but let me stay open. And in that openness suddenly came Big Mouth and like going from acting to writing and maintaining that openness suddenly it was like, oh, voiceover. Yeah. Oh, like, and so it just sort of came in. And so, so it's felt like a spiritual alignment, you know, to be able to voice this character, to be a queer black person in animation, which is, they're not a lot of us. Not a lot of us. Not a lot of us at all. Uh, And then to like be able to mold and shape this new character um, was really exciting. You know, it's because it's like no matter what, even though Walter is a bug and you're not going to like he's no race or or gender necessarily. um, Any kid that hears it, any adult that hears it is going to be like, that's a black queer boy. Yeah, it comes (laughs) through. (laughs) It comes through. You're like, that's a black queer boy. And so like that representation still matters. And so it's really special that all of my kind of personal intention for my career, which is to tell stories for underrepresented communities uh, gets to come through in uh, this job that I got on Big Mouth. Yeah. Uh, and then let's talk about the spinoff, Human Resources, yes. uh, which huge hit. Netflix like renewed it right away. They were like, yes. boom, I watched it. L- let's get it. Also watched it all in a day. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> uh, was obsessed with it, loved it. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Big Mouth fan, but I just loved how there were more diverse stories here that we got to like yes. see more people in this world, how, you know, these different 
bugs and hormones and creatures yes. like react with Shame these people. Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Logic rocks, the hot logic rock. <laughs> yeah. So taking it from Big Mouth to this spinoff, did you kind of already have a sense of how they wanted to redo the story? Were you like, oh, okay, this makes sense? Or was it just kind of like they didn't say anything you showed up in? <laughs> so we actually had a lot of conversations because we knew that the final episode of Big Mouth season five, I think it was, was going to kind of be an entryway into the first season of Human Resources. So there were a lot of conversations about what the fuck is human resources? What are the rules in human resources? What the fuck is a tube? Um, and then what are the stories that we want to tell and how can we, um, I think do better in a way, you know, with, with Big Mouth from season one, like those characters are set. That's who, uh, that's who the world is. Um, and so I think for human resources, like, oh, we can actually open this up from the jump, really pushing and having those conversations to say, let's diversify what kind of stories we can tell and what perspectives we can tell them from. Um, so that was super exciting. I think it, it was, it was cool to, um, have the chance to be on the first season of a show as opposed to joining season four, yeah. but also still like have some of the rules already set. So it's not all coming from scratch, but yet there's still space to blow shit up a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. And was there, you know, any of that kind of fear of like, oh, we're working on a spinoff or people going to like it as much as the original? What's the feedback going to be like? Absolutely. You know, I think everyone was playing it cool, but <laughs> like everyone was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> but I, I do think like secretly there was a like, well, people want, you know, Nick and Andrew and Missy and Jay over here. And I think Andrew makes a cameo on Human Resources. Like, like, can these new characters really sustain um, the same kind of uh, success that the uh, Big Mouth has? And I will say, like, I think our, our, our showrunners and our casting did a really good job of getting some dynamic fucking voices. Yeah. Also, like a powerhouse of celebrity oh, yeah. voices. It's like, it's like, who, who is not in the show? Like who is not? <laughs> that is easier to start there. Like who yes, isn't honestly, doing a voice in the show? <laughs> isn't voicing on the show is really the place to begin. Um, but I think that the, the care that they took about like really being specific about who the voices are and making sure they were dynamic and fun, um, really aided in the success. And then also, um, I think the intention of like, what are the stories we want to tell? You know, telling the story about postpartum, telling the story about grief, yeah. telling the story about mental health and these things that again, what I think Big Mouth was so successful at is when we go through puberty, we never ever re-examine the trauma that puberty caused. And so in puberty, like I'll use an example. I was told my nose was too big. And so for the rest of my life, I had been going through thinking I had a big nose and I never had reexamined it. Yeah. Um, and finally I did. And it's like, no, baby, you got a beautiful nose. Like, you know, it's, nose is gorgeous. Is or, it's gorgeous. Listeners, it's you can't nose. see gorgeous nose. You can't see, it's a gorgeous <laughs> nose. Y'all like look me up on Instagram. It's a beautiful yeah, nose. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, like I think, I think big mouth uh, gave us language to heal the traumas of puberty, which is why I think it's so successful. And so the opportunity uh, was here again for human resources. It's like, how do we talk about grief? How do we give you language to talk about grief? How do we give you language to talk about postpartum language to talk about, um, you know, a mental health, uh, really giving people and our audience the chance to articulate experiences that they've had or other people have had. So you can really deepen that well of empathy. Yeah. Um, and not to do this, but like that to me is what the book is. My book is as well. It's like, how do you re-examine these things, get language so that we're not operating from resilience that we're really pushing for healing yeah you know, so we can really heal those things and and, and step into the fullness of who we are because yeah let me tell you i was not expecting human resources to make me cry 
weep. And I was weep. weeping. I'm sobbing. <laughs> like when the guy's mother with the dementia passes away. Yes. Oh my! I was just sitting there sobbing over this cartoon. I was like, oh my, yeah. <laughs> like, you just yes. don't understand. And my friends like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, is this just like cartoon it's on the cartoon? <laughs> no, like you gotta watch it. <laughs> yes. And they're like, we shameless as well. I'm like, no, but it's like really, really real. But it's really, really intense. No, we were weeping around the table read. Like we did the table read, and like at the end of it, and we're all on Zoom, and like just at the end of it, you see everyone just like in tears over a table read. And so, um, I think one, it speaks to you know the show and to Victor Kinaj who wrote the episode and really, really did a beautiful job. But also reminds us that like the power of storytelling. Yeah. You know, it can be a cartoon, it could be live action, it could be comedy, it could be drama. But when you tell a good story, you can really hit people's heartstrings. Um, and and I think that's important. You know, what TV really inspired you when you were growing up? What were the things you watched that, you know, made you feel that connection or relatability? There are four shows that I always go to that were really, really important to me. It was uh, Family Matters, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Living Single, and Will and Grace. Those four shows were just the most important. I think uh, for me, Family Matters and Fresh Prince were really important because it allowed me to see a different kind of blackness, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I think that people's perception of blackness was such a monolith and such a one version and Family Matters and Fresh Prince really kind of, it was like Fresh Prince was like, they were rich as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> rich, <laughs> as family yeah. Matters. rich as hell. They rich, like this rich as hell, strong like, family structure. I was like, yes. wow, siblings who like, you know, play with each other, but like, it's still Yes, each other. I mean Hillary Banks. Like, have you seen uh, Hillary Banks before? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Like, I want, I want that black woman who's in luxury and softness and just doesn't give a fuck about anything and it becomes a weather girl. Yes, she should be allowed to exist. Yeah. And Family Matters. You know, obviously, it's funny those shows. I always have a gripe because I feel like those actors, specifically like Alfonso Ribeiro as Carlton and Julia White as Steve Urkel, never got the credit they deserve yeah. for the character acting that they did. Incredible. Character character acting. If you watch Family Matters, the physical comedy that Jaleel White is executing at that age is unreal yeah. and unmatched. So those were really important. Also being able to see black characters play with their femininity. So I think that Will's character on Fresh Prince and Jaleel White and Carlton played with femininity in a way that um, made me feel seen. Yeah. And then living single, you know, Kyle Barker had this like feminine masculinity about him. And then also just seeing that group of friends yeah. be so tight and successful and trying to make it and family was super important. Yeah. And then Will and Grace for the obvious reasons, which was I don't think I had seen uh, or any of us had seen like openly gay characters. Yeah. Who uh, like were the main story and had the main story. a narrative <laughs> that like went week yes. to week and it wasn't just like, oh, our gay cousins in town. <laughs> yes. Yes. It wasn't like a special episode with the gay yeah. <laughs> character who comes out. It was like they were out. And and I think the love that Will and Grace shared allowed me to believe that I was worthy of love, if that makes sense. Yeah. The way in which Grace was so tender with Will was like, oh, there's hope. It was it was I, I saw hope for myself. Yeah. And show. like community. And for me, it was one of those shows that really showed me the power of TV. Like I remember yes. it changing people's minds about yes. gayness and what you could talk about on TV. And I remember like even my mom being kind of like, Okay, well, Karen's funny. So, like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to like it. Yeah. You know, and by then, yes, now today, absolutely. she's like, oh, I watched the reboot. Like, I love it. I hope they make more. And I'm just like, see. <laughs> see? 
like the power of television. People are people. And that's, yeah, it's like people are people. And, you know, there's a quote that actually starts my book, which is from this Roman philosopher, Terence. Uh, I am a human being, thus nothing human can be alien to me. And it's, it's to me, the governing principle of everything. Like, we are humans. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to be seen. We all want to be valued. No matter what your identity labels are, that is what we all want. And so I think, like, watching these shows really builds people's empathy because you get to see their humanity and see that, like, yeah, Will and Grace both want to find love. Yeah. Like, so do I. You know, like, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. It's like, we just want to be loved and find love and and the importance of chosen family. And, like, sometimes our blood family annoys the fuck out of us. <laughs> you know? And so we we find our, 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 our respite in our friend and our friendships, you know? Uh, that is universal. Yeah. I, I want to go back to Living Single. That, you know, yes, was the, the first show for me that was, like, who I am seeing. I... I this is my show. Like I used to yes. get up and dance. Who with were the you? Opening. Who was your... Okay, that was what I was going to ask you actually. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, and then yeah. I was like, so you do you know like your sun, moon, rising? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So do it as yes. your sun, moon, and rising. Like, are you? Who's your sun? Who would be your moon? My sun is uh, my sun is Rasheen. Okay, yes. My moon is going to be uh, Max. Okay. And my rising, I would say, it's between Claire, uh, Sinclair or Khadijah. It's probably Sinclair because I got I'm a, I'm a goofy. She goofy a little bit. <laughs> I can see that. I think that's that's yes. a perfect answer. Yes. How about you? I'm gonna go Khadijah Sun. I just yes. very like gotta get about my work. You know, don't come in here trying to propose to me. Like, yes. You know? <laughs> I'm trying to get this magazine off the ground, baby. <laughs> hustle, hustle. I said, I'm running my own business out here. Yes, yes. I would say a max rising. Um, yes. I think, you know, you come off kind of tough, like, you know, not super emotional, but then, you know, yes. <laughs> slowly somebody like cracks through and you're like, cracks oh, you I'm open. a softie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And my moon... I would go with Sinclair, actually, too, for my moon. I would, yeah, like, because deep down, I'm just really goofy and silly. Yeah, I'm just like, yes. you know, I just like, you know, believe in love. And I'm just like, you know, where's my Odie? Like, <laughs> uh, yes, I love that. I love that. No, Regine, like, really captures my my bouginess, but like, not being able to afford my bougie. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, like, I want luxury, but like, can't afford it. And then Max really, like, the fact that Erica Alexander was always eating in every fucking every scene, scene, like, that is Taurus energy. Like, I love love to there are like bags of chips over there that <laughs> I have to keep far away from me yeah. so I'm not just being the yeah. friend who just shows up like what y'all eating in here I was like what, what, are, you? I was like, what are we yeah. ordering that's very me like so are we getting food like what are we yes. are we going out to eat like absolutely I'm the friend that's like gonna send you the, the open table reservation and be like check the menu what you ordering no what yeah, you ordering like, before we get there please like, no, look, really look at the menu guys like you know cause I'm not gonna be sitting at the table like well, I'm not gonna be sitting at the table for hours yeah like what does this have blah 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 in it do you guys wanna get absence split it and it's like no we came with a game plan no, no no we came with a game plan and i'm not splitting nothing i want the whole meal, whole meal. I'm so sorry, babe. okay get your own appetizer i don't even want to spill it appetizer i like dread when people are like should we just get a bunch of things and share and i'm like mm-hmm, yeah yeah sure sure yeah no I'm like, i don't no, i don't want to do that like even tapas i'm like no it's not what it's about no it's not what it's about i want it all yeah uh, you've mentioned a lot of shows, you know, there was a Will and Grace reboot, the Fresh Prince of yes. Bel-Air reboot. Have you watched any of those? I haven't watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot, um, although I was really excited. I remember watching the, when it was like just a trailer yeah. that they did, that was basically, I remember being like blown away by that. And so I'm excited to finally sit down and watch it. Um, it's exciting to like think about it as 
a drama. I thought that was such an interesting yeah. take on it. Would you Have you watched it? I have. I watched uh, the half of the first season. I still need to finish it, but then I was like, I'm just going to wait for the second one to come out so I don't have to, like, you know, wait. <laughs> I was like, I'll just yeah, go right into that. the second season. Just yeah, just binge yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I loved it. I love how dark it is, how... You know, I think they really update a lot of the themes to deal with like modern politics and capitalism and like, sure. you know, how does black wealth exist today? It, it, can it really be revolutionary? I think it gets into some of those questions while at the same time just being like, do a you fun long drama. for the original? No, it just feels okay. it does a very good job at being different and separate. Uh, which I thought yeah. was more successful than like Will and Grace, where it's just like, OK, Absolutely. you know, same thing. And it's a little like. Okay, why are we like revisiting this story? Yes. But how do you feel about I like that's a- all the reboots? Like, would you want to see a living single reboot? No, um, because uh, <laughs> not me being so direct. Absolutely not. Um, I would love to see a reunion. Yeah. Like, what I think that Will and Grace did so successfully with the reboot was the thing that inspired the reboot, which was that that like 10 minute episode they did to like inspire people to vote. It was lovely to see that nostalgia. But then I feel like because it's not different from the original you're just spending your time comparing. And that yeah. for me is not fun to like be comparing the new yeah, one to the, to the original. original and the stories they're telling and like, you know, yes. where the character's really gone. And that yes. is why I loved. And just like that, the sex in the city reboot. Yes. I appreciated. They were like, we're going to kill big. It's yeah. like, I was like, yes, I'll get in this grief. I'll get you. it. Yeah. We're introducing Che Diaz. We're bringing in new things. Like Miranda is going to yes. get fingered in a kitchen. Like, yeah, I can rock with. Yeah. Listen, I will watch the second season. I will say my thing with it just like that was they literally were like, let's correct everything. Everything. <laughs> Every, I was like, like, y'all, no, you don't have to do this. Like, I felt like they were doing it for me. I wanted to be like, no, no, no. This, You don't need to do all this for me. I, I'm not... <laughs> You know, I'm not mad at... Literally. Yeah, I'm not mad at, you know, her because she accidentally used the wrong pronouns or something. Like, no, we can just... we can just be with them and, like, be in the modern day. It was really... It did, yeah. As, like, a, as a black queer person, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. I see what yeah. you're doing, but it's a little... <laughs> you can back it up a little bit. You can, you you don't can need back to, off a little bit. You don't need to address every single thing. Every single one of them had, like, a racial or gender kind of fuck up, and I was like, yeah. it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Um, oh. I just want Carrie to, like, figure out grief and have sex again, and uh, so I'm yeah, interested to see what they'll what I, do yeah. with season and two. I was kind of mad with what they did to Steve. I felt like in the series, Steve was so just fun and hot and sexy yes. and then all of a sudden yes. he's like 80 years old and he's like I can't hear what's going on yeah yeah they really took they, they took his sexiness away which but I also was like I appreciate like talking about what happens to a long-term relationship yeah. and like aging and what happens when you've been specifically for Miranda when at a certain time you might have been denied the option to explore parts of yourself and now you're in this marriage and you have kids and now you're like trying to question what your existence is and do you have the space to do that and how do you do that ethically so i appreciated that part that piece of it yeah. but her alcoholism disappeared quite quickly quite, yeah it was literally just like hey girl we think you have a drinking problem the next day she was like okay down the sink then <laughs> i was like could we go into that could we maybe think about that one for I was a like, bit weren't you just like waiting at the bar at 10 a.m like drink? you were just like doing like mimosas all day and now all of a sudden you're just like no i'm good you're right you're right like 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. What about, uh, really did you ever watch Girlfriends? Yeah. I would I love a Girlfriends movie. That one. Oh, a Girlfriends movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wish they'd bring that back. That's the way to go. A, a movie, I think, is a wonderful, like when the Sex and City movie, number one. Yes. Just the number, number one. Two. Yeah. We're talking about number one. <laughs> was so wonderful and fun and exciting and I feel like if you're gonna do like a quote unquote reboot I think a movie like The Best Man Holiday and yeah. like all that stuff like I'm really excited are you excited about that series? I am the Woods series I am excited yeah, yeah. yeah I'm excited to see how they turn that into a TV show yeah and I, I've been enjoying the like movie to TV reboots you know I thought uh-huh. A League of Their Own did really really well yes I guess just that one, actually. That's the only <laughs> example I can think of, actually. Okay, just that okay, one. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a hard-ass one to switch from, like, mediums. Like, the world of a feature and the world of TV are two different things. It's like, yeah. how do you... If they're in a movie and you complete their story within that two hours, how do you now make those stories relevant for eight hours or ten hours or how many ep- episodes it is is a, a hard ask. Um, but I think doable if you find the right way to... Crack it open, but not everything should not everything should be rebooted. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I feel like we're so desperate for original, new, queer stories yes. and shows and ideas. Yes, and they just keep giving us these reboots, and it's like you know, a league of their own. I liked because there was the you know. Uh, there was gayness in the movie, but it wasn't addressed. And the TV show is like, let's yes. make it direct. Let's put it out let's, there. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, and, this is the new L word. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then when we get like, you know, the L word generation Q, I was like, okay, they're bringing in new characters. Yeah. I can get with it. And then did you see the Queerest Folk reboot on Peacock? I did. I did. Um, and I never really watched the uh, the original one, but I, yeah. I did watch the new one and I have some friends in it. And I thought they did a great job, but it's still hard because you're still comparing it to. Exactly. The comparison thing is really, as an artist, it's like the scary thing. It's why, like, I don't think I would ever, if anyone asked me to write a reboot, I think I would be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Because it's like you, you unless you're going to like really flip it on its head in like some kind of, you know, you're going to put it in space or something. It it feels like it's too easy to um, disappoint people or yeah. like have expectations on and it. I, and yeah, I, I think I there like were that. the fans of the original who just wanted to compare. And then I also think there were yes. people who see it kind of as a barrier to entry. It's like, well, I haven't seen the original. Can I just like jump into this one? Do I got to watch yes. that? And then to understand yes. this, you know, or to like really see what themes they're getting into. So, you know, I'm just, Hollywood, give us, give us fresh, give us new. It's the systemic issue in Hollywood. You know, I think that Hollywood it continues to not want to take chances on cultivating new talent and cultivating new artists and giving people, especially, again, if they're a woman, if they're black, if they're queer, giving them the space to fail, right? Like we should have the opportunity to fail as artists. And so instead are like, well, this reboot worked or this, epi- this original worked, so yeah. let's reboot it. And it's like... <laughs> Nah, baby, we don't want that. <laughs> we want new stories that like actually take place now and that are actually saying something. Um, and there are so many artists who have brilliant original ideas. And I wish that we would systemically shift Hollywood to allow them the space to tell those stories. Exactly. So now we know uh, what you have in development, not a reboot. So that's a hint, right? Not there. a reboot, now we baby. Know. <laughs> no, no, not a reboot. No reboot. Yeah, we're getting closer. <laughs> the, little, the little nuggets okay, to what the show is. Okay. <laughs> 
So it's not a reboot. Got it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. I love talking about TV. This is like, I'm such a TV nerd. So this is really, I I just love talking to people who are just clearly so in love with it and just really watch things again. Go, go pick up the book. You gotta be you. Uh, Final question. The future of TV, the future of black TV. What Mm -hmm. do you see? What do you want it to look like? The future of black TV, I want it to look like it's everywhere. You know, I think Abbott Elementary has done such a brilliant job of being like, we're an ABC show, like that, that our characters and our stories don't have to just be relegated to, to just stars or to just BET, that we're allowed to, that we, our stories are able to be everywhere um, and that they are valued and respected. You know, I, um, humble brag, was at the Emmys. I was actually going to ask about that too. <laughs> I wanted to be like, actually, you were at the Emmys. How did that, I was how did that Quinta Emmys. moment feel? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, happy for going to. Basically, I was on camera, and so like, uh, th- I didn't realize I was on camera because the first person that came out was Oprah. So I have all these screenshots where my face is dead because I I left my body oh, when yeah. Oprah was out there. But once I realized I was on camera, I really fixed my face. So when that thing happened with Jimmy Kimmel, my you, all I'm doing is smiling, but I'm smiling oh, real yeah. fucking hard. Just like, it's like get up. Like you could like people were like, are you gonna? Is he gonna get up? Is he gonna? He gotta get up. He gotta get up. And he did not. And he did, whatever. Yeah. But um, but whatever. But what really struck me about being in that room, which as exciting as it was to witness Quinta and to witness Shirley Ralph and to be there for those moments, was that it was overwhelmingly white. You know, yeah. and that it was overwhelmingly the same shows being nominated. Like you would go through a category, and it was the same two shows or the same three yeah, shows. Yeah, White Lotus Succession. So, well, yeah, White Lotus Succession. Great shows, Ted Lasso, but, you know, great shows, wonderful shows. But like. So is P Valley. P Valley is an yes. incredible show, break it, you know, a groundbreaking show. Um, so is Z Way, you know, like so are these other uh, these yeah. there are plenty of shows out there that are doing incredible. I couldn't things. believe and I so, really thought Z Way was gonna get that recognition this year and the nomination and you I know. mean, I mean, deserves it. Yeah. You know, really doing new, like exciting shit, not the same, you know. Yeah. Listen, those those frameworks work for a reason, but when you are watching people breaking ground, they deserve to be valued. Yeah. And it, it takes people forever to catch up. And it's kind of just like, we've yeah. been trying to tell you, like, you know. Yeah, and, we've been trying to tell you, this is the shit right here. Yeah. And, you know, yes. there's so much, I think, you know, people don't realize how much of it is politics and the for your consideration mm-hmm. and the campaigning and how mm-hmm. much money goes into mm-hmm. it. And these black shows, they're not and who given the, voters the same. Are. And who the voters are. And the black shows aren't given the yes. same support. You know, the black shows, they Absolutely. don't have the budgets from these PR companies or managers or whatever. I've managed, you know, to send gift baskets with, you know, iPhones yeah. in them and stuff like Apple can do for all yes, their shows. To like woo you to vote. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think the, the what I hope for for black TV and black creators and characters is that we are valued in television, that we get the credit for how much we influence television, uh, how much we influence the zeitgeist um, and that we're able to tell going to go back to industry and Harper that we're able to be three-dimensional characters that we're not just tokenized that we're not just side characters that we are the story um and that people recognize that they can see themselves in us that it's the same way that I saw that I watched friends y'all can watch living exactly you know like period (laughs) Period. (laughs) Uh, period. I love that that's a perfect note to end on ah thank you so much for joining me Brandon Kyle Goodman anything else you want to add or promote where can the people follow you 
They can follow me on Instagram at Brandon Cogman. Man, they can pick up my book, You Gotta Be You, uh, anywhere, but definitely support your local bookstore yes. um, if you can. And so we don't yes. have a, a premiere date for Human Resources Season 2 yet, do we? we? Oh, not Human Resources, but the new season of Big Mouth, uh, I believe, comes out on October 28th. Oh, nice. Right around yes. the corner, then. Right around Ooh. the corner. That's, that's one of my... You're going to watch it on oh, October yeah. 28th. <laughs> and I will be done with it by October 30th, and it'll be, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Talk to you soon. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. What an amazing episode. Ah, I just want to thank my guest again, Brandon Kyle Goodman, for joining me. Again, Big Mouth is back on our televisions. I already watched the entire new season for you. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. One of the best seasons they have ever done. I absolutely loved what they did with Jesse's storyline. And of course, I relate to Jesse a lot. And even Andrew, who kind of annoys me in the show sometimes, I loved what they did with him. I still hate Rick, the old Hormon monster, which I tweeted about. You probably saw that. I cannot stand that character. I think he's one of the worst characters ever created for television. But I'm sure there's people out there who laugh at that character. So I'm not going to judge. And overall, I think Big Mouth is one of the best adult animated shows that we have. And this new season, it just dove so deep into issues like asexuality and just divorce and, you know, long relationships where you're like, why doesn't my partner appreciate me anymore? And it really got into that. I thought it was great. So thank you, Brandon, for joining us. If you have not checked out this latest season of Big Mouth, go do it. Brandon is, of course, in it. And yes, and and of course, I have some homework for you. I have a little bit of homework for you. Not too much, not too much. Okay, I'm telling you to go watch 90 Day Happily Ever After. We're going to have a little wrap up on that soon. 90 Day Single Life. You know, I've been writing about it for Vulture. Again, we're going to have a beautiful wrap up for you with a really special guest who knows their 90 Day stuff. As that season comes to a close, you're going to love it. So make sure you're caught up on 90 Day Happily Ever After and 90 Day Single Life. I'm going to tell you to, on the homework list, Watch Below Deck Mediterranean. As you all know, I caught up on Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which I loved. And now I'm finally moving on to Below Deck Mediterranean. I think it's brilliant. Right now I'm at the part where uh, Danny can't stop sleeping with the guests and having crushes on them. So he'll probably get fired. You're going to want to tune in. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll be talking about it. If you have not finished The Patient, the finale did come out about two weeks ago. I loved the finale. I don't want to talk about it because it is a psychological thriller. So I don't want to give the ending away to you, but I thought it was just so well done. It was perfect. There was kind of no other ending they could go with. What they went with was so realistic and it was just very well done. You know, a lot of people cross their fingers and hope that they do kind of the miracle But this show kept it very realistic. So The Patient on Hulu. Obviously, Reboot. You got to keep going with Reboot. I love it. Silver Fox, Johnny Knoxville. That's all I'm never going to say. Every week, I'm just going to be like, you're not watching Silver Fox, Johnny Knoxville? Because he's hot. After that, I want you to catch up on Rick and Morty. It took a break, but we're back. White Lotus Season 2. You know, will it reach the heights of Season 1? I don't know. You have Jennifer Coolidge back but nobody else. So, you know, we're going to see this this premiere. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in depth, but go make sure you watch it. And finally, I need you to go watch Love is Blind. And if you're listening to this, that means the last three episodes of the season are out. We have all nine episodes all the way through the weddings. We'll be all waiting together on the reunion special, but we're going to be having a big in-depth dive for Love is Blind. Like... We all need to talk about it, right? Andrew, those eye drops? What was going on? Why was he using different voices? It's very, very weird. So go catch up on Love is Blind. We're going to be talking about it in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening this week. It was such a great episode. Uh, I love Big Mouth. I love human resources. If you haven't watched them, go check them out. Brandon is amazing. Just... Thank you so much for listening, you know, and you can always, again, if you need more TV opinions, go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash TVISAPod. Go get your TV club merch. Go get it. And that's that's all I got to say to you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode of- TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Sam Kiefer and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TVISAY, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.